0: i
1: Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time as we are talking the National and American Football Conference Championship Games this week, as well as we're probably going to break down the the Divisionals, because i got a a few tings to say about uh, what went on in the Divisional matchups. Joining me today, Bill Needles. How are you, Bill?
2: I am swell, thank you, sir.
1: All right, so good to have you with us. Rounding out our trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? I am ready for some football. I think we're going to have two good games this weekend. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I I would suggest and DVOA would back me up on this a little bit that, uh, these are the four best football teams.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I think think
1: so. Based Uh, on, I mean, you could argue, you could maybe argue the bucks down a notch, I think, but I, I I don't think like, yeah, there, there,
0: there's a, there's a Bucks saints conversation to be had, but Mm. we just settled that on the field, uh, on Sunday. So, uh yeah i think these are the four best teams
1: yeah i i agree i think this is dvoa would, would would suggest that buffalo's one green Bay's two tampa's three four and five are other nfc teams and then kansas city is currently ranked six so that would suggest that in the NFC yeah, and the, the this nfc is a team, that's a kansas city team that uh
0: i don't think they've been going full throttle for a little while here mm-hmm. so i think that if they were going full throttle they'd be uh They'd be a little bit higher up on
1: those rungs, I think. Fair. It also, it, it like it also begs the question. I mean, we can, we can maybe get into discussing the uh, maybe we start off the bat by discussing the Cleveland uh, Chiefs game, which so far has been the best game of the playoffs, despite the fact Patrick Mahomes missed a quarter and a half of that football game, uh, in a in a scary scary moment, like when he got up and was clearly oh. like punch, punch drunk. Man, that was I. Like even if you're a football fan, like even if you're if you're a football fan at all, that was you know. <laughs> Just ruin your good time, basically. Yeah, it yep, it was bad. But uh yeah, yeah. I, I it hasn't been a particularly exciting in terms of the games. Like I, I would say the two best games are Bills Colts, and we I never really felt like the Colts were gonna win that game, oddly enough, and then and then Chiefs Browns obviously was a doozy, but again, Mahomes was missing for a quarter and a half um in that game. But uh, you know, it begs the question as to you know the Chiefs had a had a couple opportunities to put that football game away, and were gifted one of the all time greats. I don't I don't know if in in Cleveland Browns history if this is going to go in in the the annals as like the fumble part two, but uh, you know the Higgins fumble at the goal line obviously was was a TSN turning point in that game. Uh, where are you on that rule, Craig? The the touchback rule.
0: It. I huh? Hate it. I hate it. Mm. Uh, I just think that it's like there are so many other things you can do other than turning possession over. You can make it like you're fumbled anywhere else on the field, which is okay, we're just going to put the like, and if the ball goes out of bounds and we're just going to put the ball back to uh, the spot where it was last in, uh, in your possession and we're going to move along. Or you can say we're going to, we're moving you back to the 20 because you took a silly risk near the end zone. So you're going back to the 20. But switching possessions, that is, uh, A penalty far too harsh nowhere else on the field do you fumble out of bounds and then your your team doesn't have
1: the ball anymore
2: that's ridiculous
1: yeah i mean the goal line has always been this magical place where the rules kind of change and depending on on what the rule is and that that obviously is a major one i i'm not as bent up about it as most I, i i've heard a few people with the hot take of well just you know uh it's the only uh it's kind of one of the few rules and maybe the only rule that favors the defense making a play. I, I would be my, uh, uh, I, I kind of fall in that category where it's like, Hey, why don't we give a play where the defense comes out on top? I, I was more in the also just don't fumble at the goal line. That That's a quick way to solve your problem. <laughs> now, uh, of course, if you're a Browns
0: fan, you'd be cutting us off right now and saying, Hey, there was an uncalled headshot there that would have yes. been first and goal for one.
1: And that was the, that was I think the kicker for me on that one, and I, I believe I texted you uh, on you know the day after asking you what your opinion is on on that. And I said, well, you know, I thought it took a lot. I thought the referees were lucky that the touchback rule seemed to overshadow the fact that they completely missed a targeting call. Now I understand the referee who's on the close side missing the targeting call because he's trying to watch where the ball in, is ending up and whatnot. So I'm I'm kind of not blaming that guy, but. You know, somebody's got to be able to see that that was a, an obvious, like, I'm going to try to kill somebody with my helmet. Uh, what about you, Bill? Where are you on the touchback rule?
2: Yeah, I think Craig kind of hit it. Like, the, the penalty d- doesn't seem to be justified because it's such a huge, like, that. that's the kind of swing that can change an entire football game, which mm-hmm. you try to minimize that on one, especially one that could be so easily subjective. You know what I mean? Um, It's not like it's very clear cut. Oftentimes you don't know if it was a fumble before the, you know, so I I think losing the ball, putting them back a little bit, maybe, or or then losing it down seems to make more sense than a change of possession.
1: Yeah. I I mean, like I said, I'm I'm all for just, uh, you know, leaving it alone and again like i just like don't fumble at the goal line i guess because you remember like, mm-hmm. i remember there's there were a few years ago when calvin johnson fumbled at the goal line for the lions that and it cost them a game against the seahawks and the seahawks did the thing where they batted it out of bounds on purpose and apparently that should have resulted in bad yeah, things for was the uh, yeah that apparently was illegal and i remember i came on this pod and said like i don't give a crap don't fumble the ball at the damn goal line <laughs> like right like like score score a freaking touchdown yeah, was, yeah oh. so
0: Again, again, the Browns fan would say, hey, wait a minute, like Sorensen, who like, and mm-hmm. I watch a lot of games uh, with Kansas City, obviously, like most people do, they're on primetime a lot. Mm-hmm. But there is, you know, I'm, I, I follow a lot of people from Broncos Twitter, and they follow me. And we saw and uh, we saw Sorensen do the headshot. And there are a couple of us like, first, not first time we've seen that, like Sorensen's mm-hmm. a bit of a dirty player. Um and I wouldn't, uh, so if you're a Browns fan, I, I know, you know, don't fumble on the goal lines, obviously a thing, yeah. but they, they would also say maybe, maybe the other team shouldn't be allowed to give our guys like unimpeded headshots at the goal line. And That's we wouldn't true. have to worry about this yeah. is is fair.
1: It's fair to say. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Like I, that, that argument I'll definitely listen to. Cause I did think that that was targeting. And, and again, I, I thought that the touchback rule completely Which, overshadowed the fact they missed that call. Yeah.
0: And and I know some people don't like at the college level targeting is a reviewable play you can challenge targeting uh, I don't know if that's something we want to do in the NFL but uh, when you heard who's the that CBS had that game so Gene's territory is the rules guy um, when you're, you hear Gene's territory saying well you can't challenge this play and then two sentences later say well it's a tough one to see in real time mm-hmm. like you know like maybe yeah. maybe it's what be able to challenge then if it's a tough one to see in real time um uh, so i've i don't i don't know what the solution is because if you make every personal foul challengeable you, you're gonna have a lot more challenges than you want i think um but there's there's got to be something there uh maybe if if the if they you're reviewing a turnover and there's a possibility of a personal foul on the turnover review, the referee can call personal foul. That, to me, is, is, uh, is the perfect way to do it because then coaches can't challenge personal fouls. But if we're going under the hood anyway for a turnover, we can take a look at that part too. To me, that's the way you should do it.
1: Maybe that would also open up the floodgates to like, well, if we can do that for other things, we can, we can do that for certain things. Cause which reminds me of the time, another time the Cleveland Browns got screwed when they <laughs> reviewed a, uh, that, that Jacksonville Jaguars game, right. Where they reviewed the, the completed pass, even though another play had been, you know, completed or w- yeah. whatever. And then that was, uh, they had to start yep. serving uh, bottles in arenas because of that football game. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> as the referees Plastic were, thing. Yep, plastic only from here on out, folks. Uh, and even that, I'm not even sure they allow plastic anymore. Because if you got a full plastic bottle, you can still damn. You, I can
2: throw this pretty <laughs> throw hard. It,
1: plastic <laughs> plastic yeah. cups only. Plastic cups only. Yeah, so. that's right. You've yeah, Got to yeah, bring yeah. your
2: own pennies to fill the plastic bottle with. Exactly
1: then... right. Jeez. Um. Wow. Well, let's talk about the ending of that game. Um. Just the 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 testicular fortitude, the cojones of that play call by Andy Reid. But uh, also, it, I, does Andy Reid make that call on the fourth and one, that particular play on the fourth and one, if he doesn't already have a Super Bowl? What say you, Bill? Because I, I, I think that's the type of move that you, you can make when it's like, eh, I've already won a Super Bowl. I can, I can do this and, and people won't question
2: me. I don't. I think he would still go for it. I think we've gotten to a point in the NFL where aggressive coach, coaches like him are mm-hmm. gonna go for it in a situation like that, especially when you've just demoralized them by getting what? What did he run for? Thirteen or fourteen on the play before? It was yeah. Yards on 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 third and fourteen. Like at that point, the defense is frustrated. You, your offense is like, holy shoot, we could close this. So I, I like the idea of going for it. Now that specific play, I don't know. Um, that one it was ballsy. Uh, I, so I, I'd say he still goes for it. I, I think we're shifting that way and we'll continue to shift that way.
1: Like, I think you're right. I think he goes for it. I just don't know if he calls that particular play is, is, is the only thing. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I think he might've called like a, cause I thought he just should have snuck it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I thought, I well, thought he just should have been a QB. Sneak. Robo
0: thought they were just trying to draw him off, which, which so did I, because it's one of those situations where if you were going to punt. You can just sit and yell whatever you want at the line yes, of five yards
2: back, doesn't matter.
0: And then if you go five yards back, who cares? You're punting.
1: Um Well, they still but... have timeouts though. So I what I thought they were doing in that scenario was they were gonna they were gonna hard count, hard count, and then call a timeout at one second and then sneak it. Which like I thought and, that oh, they were doing the smart that, thing that of was like yep. Yeah, I thought they were gonna do the smart thing of let's see if we can get them to jump. And if they jump, then we don't even have to run a play, right? And then or or at least they were gonna get two. Shots at making them try to jump before they try to a, a sneak, but then like, <laughs> not only did they snap the ball because he came out in shotgun, and I was like in shotgun, and I, I, you know, I was in in I was exactly like Romo in that moment where where I thought to myself, there's no way they're gonna snap the ball in shotgun, and then to not only snap the ball in shotgun, but to snap the ball, and I had a lot of money on Kansas City on the money line in, on that game to not only snap the ball but snap it with se- six seconds left. On the play clock, I honestly blacked out. <laughs> then, like, when the ball got snapped i blacked out and like i i fairly certain my wife had to wake me up three seconds later and be like hey they got it and i was like what <laughs> like, I, like i honestly when the ball was in like 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 time ceased to. i was like the flash where i was moving so fast that like everything else was moving at microscopic speed and and i could see the ball slowly heading towards chad henny and i was like no <laughs>
2: right? and
1: it turned out it was one of the best play calls in the History of time, like I, don't, but I definitely like blacked out for two seconds when when the ball actually got snapped to any I could not believe their, it.
2: What was their loss percentage if they missed that though? I mean, Cleveland's on the fifty. They need a touchdown or fifty or maybe forty. They yeah, they're on the, some forty. Was, yeah. Like I still think you're like your worst case scenario is there's a fifteen percent chance you lose, and there's a huge percent chance you can get one yard.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely the right, like going for it on fourth down. Yeah, just going the right out of the play. gun,
2: throwing yeah. it. Was- <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Like, like at a shotgun, immediately running to the right, and then firing a strike to Tyreek Hill. What I, you know, I, I wouldn't have like considered that the most optimal play, but it absolutely was the most Especially optimal play. Especially with your play. backup
2: back in. Yeah. That yeah.
1: Other was- aspect, right? Yeah, for sure. Good lord. Um,
0: Miles Garrett. And I just last thing on that game before we go. Uh, Miles Garrett in that game uh, Played 46 snaps which is not Remotely close to the usual number that Miles Garrett Would play Mm -hmm. that's only 68% of the snaps So Kansas City was Missing their best guy obviously for a quarter And a half of that game but Miles Garrett was Essentially only playing on third downs for the last Three quarters so that that game Was definitely a war of attrition for sure That was was a game where things were going Wrong for guys
1: Um, I don't really have
0: any Great season Yes, uh, we can talk about talk like of the teams that have been that were eliminated this weekend. So there are four teams that went out this weekend. The Saints are about a billion dollars over the salary cap. Uh, and that's even if, uh, that, and that's even if breeze retires and they don't have a quarterback on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, Baltimore has some salary cap issues to deal with themselves. Plus, they've just had a situation where the offense was very, very inconsistent. Uh, they do not have enough good pass catchers. Um, if, and if you look at,
2: um,
0: if, if you look at the Rams, they've got some salary cap problems themselves, not so much as them being over the cap, but they've got some guys who free agents are not going to be able to keep, especially on defense. Brandon Staley's obviously gone of the teams that have been eliminated so far. If if I were to bet on who is most likely to be playing on that weekend again, next year, I think it's gotta be Cleveland, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, they'll get most of their guys back too. Plus they should have. Yeah. back
0: they've got Grant delpit coming back remember both both of cleveland's starting safeties barely played this season they got mm-hmm. Grant Delpit coming back they got greedy williams coming back they were playing with a banged up secondary and a banged up receiving core most of the season and they were still a player two away or perhaps not fumbling at the goal line away from being in the afc championship game yeah like you know they 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 had a, a nice season and in this game as well uh they lost their left tackle to Derrick Wills on the the first play of the game and you not know, not having Wills you know uh, they they had um, oh who is it? Uh, uh Hans come in and he he's actually been a nice story for them he played pretty well but still they uh they despite having their some pretty significant injury difficulties made it real far and had a real nice season they are building something there for sure it's a good team
1: absolutely yeah they, they they should be around for the next i mean it's tough in football because in football we, we all know you see it, it can turn on you like that but at the very least it yeah. does look like the browns are going to be in title contention for them they've, next four, they've four got a window years. here they've got yeah.
0: yeah they've got got cheap they've got relatively cheap quarterback play and relatively cheap elite pass rushing with garrett for next year and the year after mm-hmm. yeah you should so. be able to find a way to be good and you've got a, a really good corner in denzel ward and actually no i've got one more kansas city thought because I texted this to you during the game, Pierce That Sorry. there was a third down play That Kelsey wound up scoring on Maybe it was a second
1: down play Yeah, yeah, yeah it was uh, second and 20, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah
0: yeah, But the Browns guessed right They knew what they were going to do They had Denzel Ward in man coverage on Kelsey Denzel Ward's their best corner The Browns get And guess what? In, in most situations Oh yeah, we know they were going to their tight end on this play We're going to have our best corner in man coverage with that guy And he's going to knock that ball down That usually works Kelsey just left him in the dust. Like a a, a guy who weighs 260 pounds shouldn't be able to do that. That was my favorite play of the game from the perspective of, wow, the chiefs offense is tough is Kelsey. Just like a a very good corner. And Denzel Ward looked terrible in man coverage against a tight end in the red zone. Like that is unbelievable that that happened. Yeah. And that's not, I'm not no shade, no shade. Denzel Ward. You're a good player. Uh, But Travis Kelsey, geez, like that's that guy. It's good. That guy is extremely good.
1: And the thing with Kelsey is we're, we're so wrapped up in Mahomes and can he get a second Super Bowl? And if he gets a second Super Bowl, does he force his way into the goat conversation? If he forces his way into the goat conversation, he's only 25. How many more can he get and stuff like that? Right. And you know, we forget that we might be watching. Like, I'm pretty sure I thought that Rob Gronkowski was going to be the greatest tight end to ever play the game. We like Kelsey is making a case right now, man. That that he he. I
0: might... I still take Gronk.
1: I I do but... too. But I mean, if if Kelsey keeps it up, like it, it might just be the attrition thing, right? Like if Kelsey keeps it up for a couple more years than than Gronk. Yeah, Kelsey's did. been
0: healthier than him. That's for sure. That's
1: yeah, for sure. Right? Like uh, I,
0: I don't Gronk know. has had great receiving stats, and this is where this is why I take Gronk. Uh, what I'm about to say, Gronk hasn't had great receiving stats the last couple of weeks for Tampa Bay mm-hmm. because they've decided, oh, you know what actually is best for our offense is we're just going to let Brown, Evans and Godwin go out there and catch balls. Gronk is now going to block. Yeah. And you still do account for him in the passing game. But Rob Gronkowski, the all world blocker, that guy hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. There were a couple of plays uh, in the game against Washington where Gronkowski had to was blocking Chase Young one on one and he was fine that like tight end shouldn't be able to do that either uh, no. like like and 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 gronk can still do that so that to me like you know gronk obviously has a lot of the the, the gaudy pass catching totals to the, t- the touchdowns and so forth but gronk i think you could put together a pretty decent argument for being uh look i'm not going to say he's the best blocking tight end ever because there are guys that have played tight end that by all accounts, should have been tackles. Uh, But when it comes to guys that are competent receivers, he might be as good a blocker as you can find. That's why the Patriots had so many advantages over the years because they had things that, you know, the year that he wasn't there and and Brady was still there, they had things that were tells as far as, okay, they're running, okay, they're passing. But because, you know, based on the personnel that's coming on and off the field. But with Gronk, because he could do both things so well, that just made it so much harder to figure out what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, so I, so to me, um, like Kelsey is a good, but not great blocker. Like he's, 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 he's okay. But Gronk man, like, you know, Gronk is, uh, Gronk is like Kelsey receiving the ball and Kittle blocking the ball is, uh, uh, so he's just, he's kind of on another, on another level. But yeah, that's uh, the fact that they are, th- that's one of the, Things that sort of unlocked a little bit for the Bucks' offense is yeah, Gronkowski's just going to block a little bit while Tom um, eventually one of Brown or Godwin or Evans is going to be open, and that has worked out.
1: Yeah, and we'll get to this when we discuss the NFC championship game, but I have a, I, I can't shake this feeling, you guys, that Gronk might have one more big touchdown in him. At, at, I like, like I do agree, I think, and then yeah. you know
0: that you know there's stuff in the playbook for him, you know there's mm-hmm. stuff
1: there's. Uh, I want to talk about two more things before we get into the uh, the championship. Games. I just want to talk a little because I don't have much to say about the Rams. We discussed a lot about the Cleveland Browns, out there good. I don't, I don't really have anything to say against the Rams, uh, other than Aaron Donald was clearly playing at like probably less than fifty percent. I don't know if yeah, you saw the video of them was showing not. that like seventy pound flak jacket that looked like something yeah. a Dragon Ball Z character or something would wear right before they do no, the no, thing no, where no, it's no. like I'm gonna fight at my full strength, and then they take the stupid armor off, right? <laughs> it's like except he wasn't able to take it off, so Jesus. <laughs> um, but. Uh, I want to talk about the Saints, and the only thing I want to talk about, I don't even want to talk about Drew Brees because I do think that, you know, he's going to end up retiring, but uh, I I don't want to force that upon him like (laughs) so many others. Um, The question I have for you, gentlemen, and we'll start with Bill. um, We now know that Michael Thomas is going for surgery, and it was also a very, very, like, one of the weirdest seasons of all time for a guy who would have gone for, like, $50 Fifty dollars plus or or would have been a first second round pick in most fantasy leagues and just and had a just one of the weirdest seasons of all time. Does Michael Thomas play with the New Orleans Saints next year, do you think, Bill?
2: I'm gonna say Yes, because I, I think if you if Drew Brees does retire, then the answer is yes, because I don't think you can lose Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and put a new quarterback in unless they go get a veteran quarterback, in which case it's a rebuilding year. Um, I think it depends what they do at the quarterback position if they really want to dump money into Thomas. Um, but I'm going to say probably yes.
1: Yeah, it's just it's God. It's what a weird season for him. Like he 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 was because there were two games this year where he was allegedly healthy to go, but you know they suspended him and he got in a fight with uh, oh who's the cornerback who gets everybody to pick a fight with him Gardner Johnson or whatever uh, CJ GJ or whatever they call him Uh,
0: former Gator
1: yeah yeah he uh, yeah he's apparently the uh, the the. The ejection whisperer, I guess, because he just gets guys to punch himself, punch him in the face, including teammates. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What a, what a, yeah, just a weird, weird season that we haven't seen. It's it, it just like injuries and and suspensions and fighting with teammates and fighting with management and and seemingly out of nowhere. Considering Michael Thomas caught like a, close to a bazillion balls, I believe was the official number that they, last year for the, uh, for the. Man, for the, for the Saints, and it's just, man, yeah, he, he was a high, high draft pick in fantasy leagues and, and whatnot, but that just did not go. What do you think, Craig? Where are you on, Michael Thomas?
0: Uh, I think that it's going to be an off-season of, of change in New Orleans, like a lot of change. I'm mm-hmm. um, looking at over the over-the-cap page right now, and it is ugly, folks. Um, if we're going at the roughly let's say roughly 175 million being the cap number it's going to be somewhere between 175 and 180 the cap is not going up as fast as people thought because the nfl hasn't made as much money this year which is not surprising let's just say it's one for, for argument's sake let's say it's 177 the saints are 100 million dollars over that for next season 100 million dollars needs to come off the books and if you look at where that money is going to come from so let's say Breeze retires. Okay? Chop off 30 million of that. Maybe a little bit less. Oh, cuz there's some dead cap money. So you're chopping off 22 million of that. Well, you still need to find another 78 million dollars and it's tough. There it's 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 very difficult. It, Thomas, you can't if you trade him before June 1st, There's an accelerator on his contract with some guaranteed money. His cap hit goes from $18 million to 23. So they're going to be so desperate for money and so desperate for guys who can play. I don't know if they can afford to jettison Michael Thomas. Maybe you do a post June 1st trade. And then in which case is dead money uh, is only about 6 million bucks. You have to get. I, I don't know what you get. You have to get a bunch of 2022 draft capital for him, I guess. And even if you were to accomplish that, like if, if Michael Thomas is not on the team next season, it's because the saints are just just throwing up and, and waving the white flag for 20, uh, 21 before it even starts. That's the only scenario in which that happens for me because just the, the rest of the money they need to get rid of to even consider a move. Over you cutting a guy with that much dead cap. Just there, you'd have to cut half your team. You'd have yeah. to cut half your team. Yeah. So I just don't think. Now, there are some guys that they should be able to get rid of, and, and it's not going to be terribly painful. If you want to talk about guys in the Saints who might be traded, may I suggest you, Marshawn Lattimore, who they can trade with zero dead money, and I think they'd be able to get some stuff for. Uh, Taysom Hill, if you cut him, our Taysom Hill's cap number next year, by the way, $16.1 million. Mm-hmm.
1: Taysom
0: Hill. Taysom Hill. Because they signed yeah. to a pretty crazy extension, and I don't know if they were bidding against anybody else on that particular he's, extension.
1: He's going he's to be the starting quarterback for them next year, I think. I think that. I think that, that number. I think that may have to be it. Yeah.
0: I, I just don't. They may not have a choice. They may not have a choice. Like they're locked in. Like Kamara's cap number next year is uh, is only five million because they did one of these weirdo contracts where there's a ton of guaranteed money further down the line but they suppress the cap number in the in the short term so if you cut Camara all of a sudden you you have you have uh, 9 million dollars of guaranteed money that adds on to the money he's already owed so he's got a fort like just they've got some contracts that were designed to kick the can down the road and make them more palatable for this season that we just played and they had a good team but it didn't work out the way they wanted to and it's almost time for them to pay the piper they've done cat magic before They'll have to do it again. But the way they did the cap magic uh, when things were really ugly for them sort of five, six years ago was we're going to have amongst the worst defenses in the NFL and hope that our offense can be good enough. And oftentimes it wasn't. That may not even be an option. They might have to have amongst the worst offenses in the NFL next year and hope the defense is good enough. That may be the way this has to go. It's it's an ugly situation there because they've got contracts they just can't get out of.
1: Yeah. It's it's a hell of a thing. I mean, I, I was... Obviously you can't because of all, for all the reasons you just uh, laid out with how bad their cap situation was. And this is also a trade that doesn't really happen in the, in the uh, the NFL. It's more of like an NBA sort of a thing, but like if the saints could move like Michael Thomas and, and Pitt and draft capital basically to the Texans for Deshaun Watson, and then they just move from true Brees into Deshaun Watson. Right. But they, there'd be no way to do that, that based on
2: that. Acts, cap, well, right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You could do that, mm. but you'd have to like your team other than Deshaun Watson next year would be ugly. Mm. So are are you? So basically, you're trading those picks for Deshaun Watson, but you're gonna know they're gonna have to cut most of the good players on your roster. It's hard to justify that because like then you're just gonna be in the exact same situation the Texans were in this past year, mm. you know, where oh yeah we had Deshaun Watson great, but the rest of the team sucks and we won four games. So. You, if 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 they wanted to, it could be done, but I just don't know what kind of team you have left when it's over, because mm. Andrews Pete's cap number next year is 11 million bucks. It's 19 if you cut him. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins' cap number next year is 8 million bucks. It goes up to 13 if you cut him. So the, all these contracts are in situations where you can't take the guy off the roster, or else it becomes m- more expensive so i think marshall latimore is gone i don't see how he sticks around because he's one of the only guys that doesn't have these loaded contracts uh one of these loaded contracts i think that ryan Ramchek, great player one of the best right tackles in the nfl he's gone you can't pay him Quan alexander is an easy one you can just cut him and that gives you 13 million bucks right there but it is going to be a very very different looking saints team next season uh i think they're going to want to find a way to bring james winston back
2: yeah, I think I that's agree. what
0: they're trying to do. Um, Jameis Winston had the only good passing play the entire team had this past <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's <so>. true. <laughs> what a weird football uh, game that was! Like neither team actually had an honest to goodness scoring drive. Like the Bucks just scored all theirs yeah. off of interception turnovers, and the Saints got all their points off of sweet punt returns. Right? Like, like yep. I don't, th- I don't think either team had an honest to goodness drive in that game. Nope. No. Um, maybe one of the Bucks.
0: Um, Saints had so many turnovers, but yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was, uh, it was a bizarre game. Yeah.
1: Um, last thing I wanted to mention just before we get out of here, uh, Baltimore Ravens, the, I mean, you, you're not going to find bigger Deshaun or Lamar Jackson supporters than the three of us on this podcast, but man if you if you're one of those guys who who has a a particular uh mouth breathing type of hate for Lamar jackson that was uh, that was a slight vindication for you that uh, that divisional matchup against the bills there and the other the flip side of that I'll say if the bills go on a run here and make a win a super Bowl that pick six might be the play that, that Tyler Johnson pick six might be the play that, it, it, you know, is like the hollow. Um, like if you're going to make the statue of, of whatever happens that the pick six might be the, the statue, but like that, Interception by Lamar I don't like I mean
0: That was as bad a throw As you've seen in the NFL This season as Yeah far as the I was
1: going to say Like bottom five pass in, in terms of like The Yeah The actual decision To throw the ball Into triple coverage To a guy who had No chance of catching That football It was no. uh, uh, mm, it, Devastating And
0: Lamar, Lamar was Staring him down Like Lamar Like you know Johnson knew Oh yeah this ball's Going to Mark Andrews Because Lamar is looking At no one but Lamar So uh, did two other perfect.
1: guys Because they yeah. converged Yeah Right like,
0: Yeah it was it was as bad uh, quarterbacking as you're gonna see that play, and it, of course like sometimes that you're gonna have that throw and it's gonna go off a guy's hands and maybe it gets picked off in the back of the end zone. The fact that it was the guy who was underneath that picked it off, maybe you want to say it's a little bit bad luck, but like, geez, that was that was ugly. That was really bad, and for the Lamar detractors, as you said, um, that is gonna be a lot of fodder that hey, yeah, they had a chance to tie the game on the road in Buffalo in the second half, and you throw that pick six. Of course, Lamar gets hurt the next play, but let's be honest here, that football game was over, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback for Baltimore at that point. And it's something we talked about on this podcast. Uh, that wind was enough that Josh Allen couldn't throw it. So if that was the case, Lamar Jackson's not throwing it either, you know? No. And I think they would have known that the Buffalo side, like, hey, wait a minute, our guy has like if not the strongest arm in the league he's top 2 and he can't throw it through this wind we know their guy can't so it just takes so much out of the playbook that baltimore can try to run and you saw the result
1: yeah i remember i remember messaging bill cuz bill and i both had the under in that football game i remember seeing the uh the like when they do the pregame opening shots and then they show the flag and the flag was just <laughs> <laughs> whipping around and i was like oh billy oh billy we saw so- this under is just like and very rarely <laughs> do you have the 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 absolutely no sweat under but that baltimore buffalo game what a no sweat under that was right like that flag like, it just yeah i saw that flag whipping around and it was just like Ooh, we got it um, all right, that's enough of the Divisionals. Let's get in to this weekend's championship matchups. Let's start off with the NFC, which is taking place at 3.05. you know what network this game is on, Craig? Uh, uh, By chance, just off the top of your I, dome? I, probably Fox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Fox. See, uh, Fox and CTV, and then Bills, Chiefs is CBS. Oh, that's right, because... Uh, there's no more NBC games because I remember uh, uh, Michaels and Collinsworth were doing the, you know, thanking everybody for the year sign-off yep. uh, at, at the end of their game. Um, anyway, Tampa Bay and Tom Brady head into Green Bay to take on the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, who who's as locked in as anybody else right now. Tail of the tape for this game. Green Bay second in DVOA, Tampa Bay third. So they are great stuff. Uh, Green Bay 11 and six against the spread. That's including the playoff games. Tampa Bay 10 and eight. So both teams very uh, very good against the spread. This line opened up at Green Bay minus three, which uh, I, I thought was. Uh, appropriate. I, I I thought I I thought it might have opened up at, at, at Packers minus four. Give them a little bit extra considering that Green Bay's a public team, um, and the public came in on the on the over because uh, or sorry on the three because they currently uh, moved it up and gave you the half point hook and we're getting the half point hook because it is Green Bay minus three and a half as currently constituted. The over under fifty one. Bill, where are you on Packers Bucks?
2: I am on the box. Ooh. Um, I, yeah, I, I, have been impressed with what I, I, I thought they were going to falter and they're going to have a, you know, a bad game, but they've been consistently good for a while now. Uh, I thought they, they played good football against the saints, at least good enough. Um, I think green Bay is a phenomenal team, but I think they're not going to be able to march the ball with ease, which they seem to almost always do. Uh, so I think that's going to throw them off a little bit. I think you're going to get a hard fought football game here. And I certainly would like three and a half points. Uh, so give me Tampa Bay and based on some conservative play, I'm taking the under.
1: All right. To me, this football game, and this is going to, this is going to sound hot takey or, or John Madden-esque where it's like the team that wins the game is going to score the most touchdowns. But I, I just to me, this game comes down to if the Bucks can get turnovers or not. For me, like that—that's it. Can the Bucks get turnovers? Can they? Can they sack Aaron Rodgers? Can they fumble him? Can will, will uh, any of Rodgers' receivers get tackled and cough up the football? Will there be an interception? I don't know because the Bucks are going to need some extra possessions in this game. Now they now they got him against Breeze, and what was left of Drew Breeze's arm and the three picks gave him all those short fields, which led to led to a lot of their points, but um man i didn't i didn't see a lot of uh I, I just i hope and pray that the bucks don't think that their best way to win this game is to put the ball in leonard fournette's belly i i just i i if if i'm well, watching I think that, that game the best way really i bucks don't win this game i just don't because like or at least not on first down I just, I don't want to see Fournette getting the ball on first down. That's, that's where I am. I, I, I if um, it's, if it's later I, on like second and four, second and threes, but I don't want to see Leonard Fournette getting the ball on first down and then them getting back on their heels after he runs for two yards. But uh, where are you on this one, Craig? I, I,
0: this is a, this is a tough line for me. I, I think I'm going to go with Tampa Bay because I think the game's close and I want the points. Okay. Um, but to me, the, the the strategy for for Tampa Bay has got to be fewer possessions is better. Mm-hmm. So the the, the 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 number of possessions in the game you want that to be low for that to favor you. So therefore, they should run the ball and try to kill some clock. And look, uh, I don't care if it's Jones or Fournette; they trust Fournette a little bit more in the pass blocking game, which is 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 fair because he's a lot better at that. Um, but. It's got to be something, and I don't know how healthy Jones is either, but they, it's, it's, it's got to be something, and uh, I, I just think that fewer possessions, run the ball, is the way that um, way the Tampa Bay wins this game. Beat Green Bay the same way that the Vikings did this year, that the 49ers did in the playoffs last year, which is run the ball down their throats, and try to uh try to just make it so rogers doesn't have the ball as much that's that's the way to do it i think
2: yeah you can't win a shootout against i don't think anyone in the league oh maybe mahomes could win a shootout against Rodgers. right um, it, it's just it's too difficult uh even if he only has one receiver it seems because he can just go to adams every damn time i don't really get it um, um that, that was my actually my second favorite play of
0: the weekend other than the kelsey leaving uh, leaving Denzel Ward in the dust was when they had the double motion on Adams at the goal line and they knew full well that Jalen Ramsey wouldn't pass it off because he's super aggressive I'm Jalen Ramsey, I can cover Devontae Adams and Ramsey did a good job most of the game, most of the time that double motion is going to get passed off so Ramsey's not following the guy a little bit of the formation before the snap but they knew that Ramsey was going to be super aggressive and not pass him off and it worked perfectly and he freaked <laughs> out because he, he, he knew he screwed up so I thought that was great, anyway you're right that they can get him the ball when they want to, and they've got plays to
2: do it.
1: Yeah, I just, to, to me, I, I think you're right. They got to shorten the game. I just, running the ball with Leonard Fournette on first down is not the answer to me. That's that's it. Like, I, I would feel better about it if Ronald Jones was healthier for this game. But I, I just, if, if, if Tampa Bay comes out there and starts running the ball on first down, I'm just, I'm going to blow a gasket. Because I, I just keep trying to
2: swing past a swing pass to Fournette accomplishes a lot of the same goals, right? You... Sure,
1: something I like. Just they should be like again, I'm, and I'm not a, a head coach in football. I just I've I've watched enough Tampa Bay this year to know that they should not be running the ball on first down. They they should let let Brady do his thing on first down, is and then let let's see if Brady can set them up for for better plays on second down, and then set Fournette up on. So. I just don't want Fournette running the ball on first down, yeah. and then and then and... seeing a lot of two and eight, second and eight. Eight, second and nine, yeah, second no, I, and tens. Fournette
0: on uh, twenty two touches against the Saints had 107 yards. Mm-hmm. You know. Um that's that's rushing and receiving. And and to be clear, I, I'm fine with the receiving aspect of that. Get Jones the ball in space too. Like get get both of mm-hmm. the ball. Um
2: yeah. I mean, I know this wasn't with you know the the Buccaneers, but Tom Brady has played games before where they run the ball three times, but completion rates are so high on some of those short passes that he can essentially control the clock even going through the air. Um, It's not impossible that they do it again. I think they have a little bit less scheming going on, uh, but these short, high-completion passes, Brady doesn't miss much. So I I think they don't necessarily need to run on first down to control this clock.
1: Yeah, which is precisely what I don't want to see. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I think
0: think that's fair to say. I think, yeah, you're right. There are other... uh there are other ways to go ahead and do that. Antonio Brown's a game time decision for this game, which I don't know if that changes it a ton for me, but Antonio Brown is a, is a game time decision. Jason Pierre-Paul also didn't practice today. That changes a little bit for me. Yeah, that's they, they 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 need him to get out the quarterback cuz look and, and David Bakhtiari being out for the season, I think that might be a problem for the Packers at some point. Is it a problem against Jason Pierre-Paul? Uh, we'll see. Um And but Pierre Paul should go. Uh, We'll see if it's a problem against Jason Pierre Paul. Uh, Maybe it's more of a problem against Frank Clark. Either point you would think is going with it was a little bit of one, but not a huge one against the Rams.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Craig, do you want the over or the under in this game? What's the uh, line against her? 51.
0: You take the under.
1: All right, so we've got the first leg of our teaser because I am also on the under. So all three of us like the under. So there's there's one thing to put on a ticket for us. Uh, I'm gonna take Green Bay in this game, even though I'm getting the, even though I'm getting the hook on 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 this one. I I just I hate to say it. I don't like obviously I hate the Packers I hate I hate uh, the fan base I hate those ugly ugly uniforms I hate that color scheme I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan even though I respect his play but it's just man he is so locked in right now and I I just think that they're going to look they're going to watch the I I don't think we can take a lot away from that week 5 or week 4 matchup whenever it was that uh, it when, was when
0: week six, it was week 6 which
1: ironically six, enough yeah. look at the week, You'll, if you look at
0: the week six schedule, you'll also see that Buffalo played Kansas City that week.
1: Yeah. Oh, and the weird Monday nighter game. Coincidence? Cool. Oh. But I don't. I don't think because I don't think <laughs> I don't think you could take much away from from that Bills Chiefs game we saw in the first one either. Oh, I agree. Chiefs had to play uh, or, or Bills had to play uh, a short COVID week because of the Tennessee and whatnot. It was, it, that was all nonsense. I don't think you could take anything away from either of those week six matchups. But I, I do expect this game to be a little bit closer than than we suspect. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's – I, I think the, the, the Packers end up winning this game, and I'm, perhaps it's a little bit uh, easier – then then people are letting it on. Uh so yeah, so you guys are both on Tampa Bay with the under. I'm on Green Bay with the under. So all three of us like the under, which is good. Moving on to the AFC Championship matchup. The Buffalo Bills hey head into Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. I'm not going to do the Tomahawk Chop song because that is trash. We'll um do that. yeah. Uh Buffalo Bills number 1 in DVOA. Kansas City 6th in DVOA. Although still the second best AFC t- or uh, AFC team. So these are technically the two best AFC teams, which we knew all along. Basically we've known that since week 10 uh, against the spread Buffalo best record against the spread Twelve and six amongst all eighteen of their games. Last one, can Kansas City, of course, uh, has had a not so great year against the spread this year. They are currently seven and ten as they did not cover against the Browns either, and they have not been covering for the better part of the last few months because of the high, high, high lines they've been getting. But they've been winning by single digits amounts. The current line for this football game it opened up at Chiefs minus three. Um, so Vegas at no point thought that Patrick Mahomes might not play this game Because they opened the lineup at, at Chiefs minus three And it has not budged I think this is the perfect line for this matchup Both teams it, It's kind of crazy Just letting you know that these are the four best teams Because Vegas basically opened up with both home teams Getting the, the home point The, yeah. the three, the three yeah. point home bump So that lets that's you know what we're you getting want, two good championship games Championship, for
0: Conference Championship Sunday, that's what you want. Yeah. Both home teams are
1: favored by three. That's what I absolutely, and that's the situation. Uh, Bill's Chiefs, Chiefs currently minus three. Line hasn't budged. Uh, I know they haven't officially announced that Patrick Mahomes is playing, but uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and report that right here on this podcast right <laughs> now, uh, that uh, Patrick Mahomes will be starting this football game. Whether or not he finishes, I don't know, but he's definitely going to start. Uh, the over-under is also 54. Uh, it actually opened up at 54 and a half, I think, so It lost. we lost half. Point with some of the uh, some of the under betting that has gone on uh, from the sharps in that uh, regard. Um, still like the under, so that's a quick uh, sneak preview from Matt on, on where my thoughts are on that game. Uh, Bill, Chiefs minus three. Uh, where are you on this one?
2: I will start with I really want Buffalo to win. Uh, <laughs> I just I just think Buffalo's been a fantastic story this year. Um, I would love to see them playing in the Super Bowl, but I don't know that they'll have an answer for Kansas city. So I like Kansas city here. Um, I, I think Kansas city is going to be able to score points. It's going to come down to Allen to, to catch up. And I think once he gets down by 10 or 14, I don't know that he's going to be able to. Um, so I like Kansas city.
1: I, I had a, I had a ticket. Uh, That is a a Bills to just make the Super Bowl. All they got to do is make the Super Bowl. Um, That is pretty lucrative because I placed it uh, after they lost the Hail Mary game when the odds were probably the best. And that was actually the last football game they lost was that dumb Hail Mary game. Uh, And if Chad Henney... There was a brief window there where if Chad Henny was starting this game and the odds on the Chiefs were going to be super low... I would have been able to hedge that bet, like you wouldn't believe, and I would have, I would have definitely made some money. If unfortunately. the Browns had come back, you'd have been able to hedge the bet, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, also too, so, but so unfortunately, that's not the scenario, and I just got to sweat the Buffalo Bills. Um, to me, this reeks, absolutely reeks, of whoever gets the football last wins this football game. To me, right? Like it's just wh- wh- whoever's on offense last is going to win this football game. To me, that's that's just what the, that's the the general feeling of game script that I I'm predicting. Uh, Craig, where are you on Chiefs Bills? Chiefs minus three.
2: Hey,
0: whoa! All right, yeah, I'm going to take the Bills, and I'll tell you why. Uh, mm. I think that uh, like look, I think both the offenses I held I hold in relatively equal esteem for this football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I trust Buffalo's defense Quite a bit more okay. Um, okay. I think the Kansas City's defense Is going to have a real hard time in this football game I think that Buffalo's going to find Ways to move the ball I think they're going to be able to find some stuff That they haven't really done all year because, look, they, 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 Buffalo's not ran the ball well this year Which is a concern for me But I just think that they're going to find ways To move the football So I'm uh, I'm going to take The Bills Because I think that um, they get a play or two on defense and they're good to go. So give me Buffalo.
1: I, I know earlier
0: I'm gonna contradict this myself. This is by a the way, bit. I'm I'm so excited for the football. I this is this football yeah. game I'm most excited for all year. I'm so excited for the football
1: game. Yeah. I, I like I said, I'm gonna contradict myself a little bit uh, because I did say earlier that I didn't think there was anything we could gleam from the uh, week six matchups uh, that uh, were predecessors to these uh, AFC and NFC championship games. The one thing I will hold in in a little bit of regard is that. The the way the Chiefs won that matchup was Clyde Edwards Hilaire was running for six plus yards a clip and he ended up having a career day where he he ran for like 130 yards and and the Bills did the thing where they dropped the linebackers back and said okay you're not beating us Mahomes and Andy Reid said well no nope, Mahomes isn't going to beat you but Clyde sure is running for seven yards a clip and then they they did that that. Is not going to be available to the Chiefs in this game for a couple of reasons. One, obviously, Clyde Edwards-Helaire unlikely to participate in this football game. Also, the Bills linebackers have gotten so much better over the season, over over the course of the season, especially since that Week Six matchup, that they are going to be able to disguise what they're doing, and they're going to be able to move them in, and move them up, and move them back, and do all that sort of stuff. And and it's just like the 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 Buffalo Bills linebackers are going to be really key. Uh, in in getting a bill's victory I'm with you Craig I'm on Buffalo plus the three as well bill is your official prediction Kansas City yes it is all right so Bill's laying in the points Craig and I are taking the points um I I think the Chiefs are gonna win this game but I, I I just think it's so close that I want the three and um I'm also like like I said I'm gonna be sweating the bills just to make the Super Bowl either way this is this is gonna be a great game uh over under bill what do you think over under 54
2: it's high. So, in order for Kansas City to cover, they probably need 28, 25, 53. Ah, it's right on there. Um, give me the under.
1: All right. uh, Craig, what about you? Official prediction at 54. I want the over. The over? Oh, dang. I'm with Bill. I got the under in this game. I got Buffalo plus three with the under. Uh I, I just think I I I just think we get a, a uh uh I know these are two high powered offenses I'm and I'm not predicting an, an offenseless game I just think that the 54 is a little bit high and I, I think we're in for a a nice uh a nice close kind of both teams score in the in the mid 20ish type of uh type of game like a a, a 27-24 type of game uh I think I think we're in uh, we're in we're in business for so um, yeah I, that's that's where I am on that although twenty seven twenty four if the Chiefs won that would result in the push and nobody wants that so <laughs> uh, yeah so was me um, so yeah so. If, Official predictions. I, I'm on Green Bay and both. I'm on Green Bay, Buffalo, and both unders. Craig likes Tampa and Buffalo. He likes the over in the NFC game, or sorry, the over in the AFC game, the under in the NFC game. Bills on both unders, just like me. And he, but he likes Tampa Bay and uh, Kansas City. So Bill uh, is he loves the unders with me, but he's he's uh, thinking opposite from me uh, with the spreads. Um, I was gonna ask you guys what. Super Bowl matchup the NFL would most like to see but there isn't a single bad matchup to be had is there in in with these because no. no matter what you have one of the following things
0: one yeah Aaron Rodgers looking for his second Super Bowl
1: yeah and hey, he's ever going to get that
0: or yeah. you have Tom Brady looking for his seventh Green Bay which, public
1: team as well, which you know yep. glorious yep. to get in yep. there for it, them. It, it, yep.
0: uh, it, yeah, and so Tom Brady looking for his seventh is interesting. Then on the other mm-hmm. side, you either hey can Mahomes win two in a row? We talked about it last week. The list of quarterbacks who have done that it's tiny and it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, or you have are the Buffalo Bills are in the Super Bowl. Can they can they finally do this? There'd be a ton of talk about the Kelly era, obviously, and yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I think it'd be super good. To, to, two, to, here's the matchup of.
1: Two weeks of the four Super Bowl losses, and can they kick that and whatnot, or is this gonna go? Is this gonna go in the books as the fifth Super Bowl loss for the Bills, and the, the you know the boy I like losing Super Bowls jokes and stuff like that all start creeping back, and then you know the, a couple weeks of that, I, like thirty for thirty did a did a freaking they, they did a freaking uh documentary on it. It was called the Four Falls of Buffalo for God's sake, right? Like they might get to add a fifth one to that if. If let's let's hope it doesn't go down like that. That's that's. that's I agree.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll present a scenario for you though.
1: Mm-hmm. I've
0: just hopped in a time machine and I've gone to the day John Josh Allen's been drafted. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to a room full of Bills fans because you can still have a room full of people at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I say, <laughs> guys, you know what? Your team just hit it big. It's going to start a little bit ugly, but this guy is going to bring your team to the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. The Bills fans are pretty excited. They'd be like, Oh my god. This guy, you're gonna be in the Super Bowl, like with with this guy, like yeah, in 2021, your team's gonna be in the Super Bowl, and 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 some Bills fans piped up and say, well, that means we finally slayed the dragon, we finally got one over on Tom Brady, and I would say, mm-hmm. well, uh, <laughs>
1: <hold on>. yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> just hold, let's, let's just hold your horses right there because I've got some news. Yeah, <laughs> that's I the, was that's
1: gonna, because s- uh, if,
0: if Bills make the Super Bowl and they're against Tom Brady, they have the chance to settle all the family business. That's what I want to see happen.
1: I was going to say, like, the, the the Josh Allen draft doesn't go back far enough because if you could, if it, like, it doesn't go back far enough in time because if it did, I would suggest you go back and warn the Bills fans. The guy from The Apprentice becomes president! <laughs> <laughs> Just anything you can do to stop this, please. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's all going to seem funny and everyone's going to say, oh, eventually the Republicans will rally around Cruz or Rubio, and they don't. Yeah. And you think yeah. to yourself, well, Hillary's going to beat him, and she doesn't. Doesn't. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh unfortunately that we don't go back far enough <laughs> for that yeah. so we gotta settle for the josh allen thing <laughs> oh man uh that's it for football but before we get out of here craig george springer's the toronto blue jay oh boy yeah, yeah. Rod, opening right. up the checkbook mm-hmm. pretty cool yeah. uh I- yeah no that's uh, that's exciting yeah, very exciting. I mean, I was looking at the lineup today, and and they still got a, a a trade or at least one more signing. I mean, it looked like we were going to get Brantley. There was a half hour window there where it looked like we were going to get uh, Michael Brantley along with uh, Springer, and that that made the lineup look real good. But yeah, that was unfortunately. Uh, I think
0: D. Gregorius might take that money. That was a weird one because like Hazel May and Ken Rosenthal don't throw stuff out there like that unless they've got no. a reason. Like, I yeah. think that some like someone somewhere within a position of authority thought. Thought that the Blue Jays and Michael Brantley had a deal. Yeah, whether it was his agency or the Blue Jays, but obviously they didn't. And <laughs> this is the situation.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't just those two who are very reputable sources, by the way, yeah. up here in Toronto. There were uh, there were a few uh, American dudes who who well, uh,
0: said there was a yeah. Ken Rosen said it was a done deal.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and that got some weight. And that was the thing that happened with me with the with the I had this thought when the thing went down about the Mets or, owner being a scumbag, because um, you know when when Gen when, when... general manager, not the owner, dude owner sorry you're right yeah i don't want to cast aspersions on the new owner but yeah the, the general manager or the former general manager i should say when 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 that stuff came out about him being a scumbag when i when i get stuff like that coming out you know articles like that coming out about um, you know, uh, athletes or uh, you know, people in in high executive positions in in sports organizations. My first instinct is, okay, who wrote this? Because I need to know if if this person is going to come correct. And it was Jeff Passan and Mina Kimes, and I was like, oh, this guy's guilty. <laughs> so those guys, those two, I know are going to do their due diligence and make sure they come correct with the information, right? So I was like, well, they, oh, they this guy's guilty and in fucked.
0: the Hopper. <laughs> of this guy for years, and eventually yeah. the woman. Oh, no, I'm going to come forward because he got the Mets GM job because like the originally they had written the story out pretty much when he was working for the Cubs. So, yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah anyway, super gross. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad, that, I'm glad that he doesn't have a job in baseball anymore because uh, that's yeah. pretty disgusting shit.
1: And again, the Mets, man, the Mets fans can't catch a break either, right? They they finally, like, they get Lindor over the, yeah. you know, they outbid Lindor, the Jays for Lindor, and then, boom, this thing happens two weeks later, right? You know later, what, right? if,
0: I, if I'm a Mets fan, I actually feel, like, it, it, it's gross that this happened, but from the perspective yeah. of how I feel about the franchise, That's I true. actually feel pretty good about the perspective of the owner wakes up in the morning, reads mm-hmm. the story, and he's like, that guy's fired,
1: and tweets yeah, it out true.
0: before 8 a.m. So yeah, it didn't I, waste I, no I'm a Mets fan, I'm like, yeah, if I'm a Mets fan, I'm like, oh, okay, you like, you saw this, and not only did you make the right decision, you didn't like, you acted immediately and you said, nope, this guy's gone. And uh, so, if I'm a Mets fan, I feel pretty good about ownership from that perspective. Because if it was still the previous Mets ownership, I don't think it goes the way that it did.
1: True. Yeah. That's it. That's a that's a very good way to look at it. Anyway, good for good for the Mets and good for the Jays, and hopefully they sign uh, at least one more arm because we definitely need one more arm. Not Trevor Bauer though. Oh, I. Uh, no definitely not. Uh, that is it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at the CrossoverPodcast.com Facebook.com slash CrossoverPodcast and SoundCloud.com slash Crossover Podcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, so please check us out on those and ch- and pump up our numbers. Maybe leave us a review on those as well. Uh, that is it for this week. Uh, unfortunately, you gentlemen will not be around next week because next week is bye week unless something so unbelievable crazy happens in uh, uh, the conference championship games. Maybe I'll bring you guys on for like 20 minutes or something. We'll just do a quick stinger on like, you know, that was totally wicked sort of a thing, but uh, if not, but uh, do not worry. We will have a podcast next week. Matt Mac is going to come on next week and we are going to give our bets for the Royal Rumble, uh, which will happen the Saturday that uh, or the Sunday uh, the, the first Sunday absence of football. Uh, that will be the bye week right before the Super Bowl. So uh, we we will still have uh, the Royal Rumble next week, and then you guys will be back on to do our just one of the best podcasts of the year, the annual glorious Super Bowl preview slash props pod podcast. <laughs> just man, I God, I love that. I I just absolutely love that. Uh, so people were texting me on Twitter, and I meant I meant to say that uh, the um because people know that I love the the over under. Uh, like one, they know I love the one yard touchdown prop. And I guess the one yard touchdown prop is basically even money so far for this. Uh, like how many games have been played? Uh, 10, I think. Yeah. 10 games have been played and the one yard touchdowns, like five and five, and it would be six and four. If not for that drew Brees touchdown, that got called back against the bears from the one yard line. Right. Cause of the penalty. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we, we kind of got hosed there on the one-yard touchdown. But uh, Lord knows I love a one-yard touchdown in the playoffs. It's my my favorite prop bet, so I can't wait to do that. Uh, Craig and Bill, as always, great doing this with you. Take care, everybody, and we will talk to you next time on the Cros- Crossover Podcast. Stay safe out there.